shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians, bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the top of them.
Well, hello and welcome to Women's Magazine. What's up? Happy Friday. It's Val, uh, Global Val here at MutinyRadio.fm, broadcasting live out of the Mission District of San Francisco. It is Friday, April 26th. 2019. So that means we're in April, which means that it is still National Poetry Month. Uh, So happy National Poetry Month uh, to all you poets out there. We had a great show at City Hall a week ago, uh, the 14th annual Poems Under the Dome. Um, We had about Let's see, in addition to our Poet Laureate and Diamond Dave, who kind of opened the show, uh, we had a few uh, youth poets from the Spark program, which is down in Pacifica. And then after that, we were able to get like 35 different people up to read a poem in City Hall. So always a great um, event. Uh, Apparently, it makes people happy to be in San Francisco. Uh, (laughs) Is that right, Roman? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We we made Roman happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a community event. So it's a, it's a special time to come together. You know, I think a lot of the time, especially, you know, our friends and folks here at Mutiny Radio and in the mission and, you know, artists and stuff, we we always kind of feel like we're fighting for our survival in the city, um, looking out for other people and trying to, you know, make sense of of things and uh, push back and and advocate and all this stuff, you know, like we're hardworking artists and activists, you know, um, in some way, shape or form uh, for everyone. And then um, to be able to go into City Hall and be like, oh, this is a public building um, that, you know, thankfully a couple of us are able to, you know, get this organized and talk to the, you know, get it coordinated with the various departments and and actually really gain support. Like, uh, believe it or not, like the people at City Hall really actually love the poets of San Francisco, you know, uh, just, you know, at least in a heartfelt sense. Um, So, We'll be doing it again next year uh, for the 15th annual coming up April of 2020 date to be announced. But you don't need to know that right now. <laughs> it's a year away. Um, but here we are in the here and now. And so I'm actually going to play some of the we took some videos. I want to give a huge, huge thanks to my sister, April, April Ellis. She's an, she's so cool. Um, enthusiastic. Uh, videographer um, who basically like was my my companion for the past week Uh, she came to poems under the dome and filmed everybody who performed and then she also came to earth day san francisco and filmed some of the uh, the speakers who came and then she and i did some off off stage interviews with some of the speakers so all that content's going to be coming out um so i'm going to play a little bit of that today but on the theme of poetry I'm going to read you a couple little things that I've uh, come up with recently. Um, I've been writing a lot of haikus because, you know, I fall asleep at night and I'm like, write something down. Um, So here's one. Actually, I wrote this one on the bus, but interestingly, not about the bus. Um, Here we go. Thick fog buries streets. Hidden paint colors forgot. Was it all a dream? Oh, here's one. This is not a haiku, but it's, it's short. Some doors open slowly, just when you think it'll be automatic, when in fact it asks you to be patient, compliant, and willing. 
Here's one more. Because it's spring, right? And I've been working a lot in my garden, and I'm really grateful for that space. Uh, it's a very grounding type of activity to get your hands in the dirt um, and, uh, you know, watering your plants and watching them grow and um, all sorts of, you know, it's just, it's invigorating. And to know that you're growing food that you're going to eat at some point um, and that you can share with other people. Uh, it's, it, it just feels, you know, very, very right and very human. And it kind of helps keep me centered in this very urban environment that I throw myself into every day. So these were, um, I have a, a bay not a tree, but kind of a bush um, of bay leaves in the backyard. And just the other day, all of these um, f fresh green leaves, like just shot off of all of all the tops of the branches. And um, so then I did this. Pulling off burnt leaves, giving way for shoots to grow, nourishing needs of the now. Thank you for being with me here on Women's Magazine today. I'm going to play a little more music for you, and then I'll be back, and uh, well, we'll just go through some things. Hey, I hope you're having a beautiful day out there. Here's some invigorating music. We already started with it, but our, our friends from Mission Delirium, this amazing brass band uh, that sprung up right here in the Mission. You may take this opportunity for an afternoon dance party, even if it's only with, with yourself.
Mission Delirium. Get it. All right. You're listening to Women's Magazine. So I'm going to play. I've got some some videos queued up so that in case you were not at Poems Under the Dome at City Hall last week, you can be there now. Or maybe you were and you'd like a little review. So this is Women's Magazine. So we'll be playing our, our, the, some of the, the women who showed up and whose names got pulled out of the hat that night. I'm going to start with a very fine writer named uh, Sharon Scott Kish, uh, who I've uh, definitely seen around town. I think she sometimes likes to go to the Sacred Grounds Poetry Reading, which is every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock at Sacred Grounds Cafe in the Panhandle. Just doing a little. Anyway, it's coming up. Body soft, soft, too soft, soft enough to melt silence. Lips like small, firm purple plums, pouting. Spittle like honey resting in the corners. Almond eyes, sleepy lashes like butterfly wings fanning on chocolate silken cheeks. She brushes a soft black. Dusky, soft, but firm. The breeze from the window blows the sheer curtains. Her body is at ease, she's at one with her being, but yet there's an air of anticipation, waiting, waiting for something, someone, that certain someone and connection, a connection with someone else, that connection, another soul, a soul miles away, a body that also wants to be her touch, a body and heart that longs for her warmth, a body that misses her, remembers her scent, and every inch of her. 
He dreams of her silken skin and can feel the energy of a soft heart. Looking at the night sky, he can see her face. It warms him with passion. How to bridge this distance, how to merge the passion, the lust, the warmth. Open the windows, let the warm breeze in. Listen to the sounds of the night. Imagine her body, imagine his body. Listen, listen, listen. Hear the sounds of the night, the sounds of longing. Time will bridge the gap, distance will end. Closeness will bind them together. Years will meld in both souls and hearts, caring for each other, loving, always anticipating closeness, all rites of passage together. Instead, not out of sync, facing life together, each event drawing them closer. Births, waiting for children, the joy and the pain, wiping her brow, placing her head on the cool side of the pillow. Always a comfort to each other, deaths come, they face them together. Strong and firm with each death, the closeness draws them nearer. How much time for so much love? How many more seasons, how many more nights to hold each other? Each year, more special, more special than the last. Bodies change, but the hearts remain the same, deep and devoted. Able to be near and not say a word and communicate. Communication, thoughts and feelings, able to meld into one. Time will take us all, but for true connected lovers, the separation will be complete and only they can feel the loss and yearning and the vacuum. And when the time does come, no one and no words are really necessary. The feelings in the heart relay it all. One will stay by the other, never wavering, there to the end. And when the time comes near, wiping the brow and pleasing and placing a cool side of the pillow near. The cool, cool side of the pillow. All right, that was Sharon Scott Kish from Poems Under the Dome last week. That's our 14th annual. So I want to pull up a couple more because we had so many great people who uh, were able to attend the event. And if you've never been before, the way we do it is we have a big magical hat at the back of the room and you can put your name in and uh, will you pull names from the hat all night and uh, get people up to the microphone like this young poet here. And I honestly, I forget her name. She was going by one name. I think it was... I think it was Charlie. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. I woke I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. I woke up from a nightmare. I woke up as a demon. No, I'm just kidding. But I still wasn't my usual self. When I finally got up, knowing I was going to forget something at home, remember that now, it's 7.20. My mom yells at me from the kitchen, honey, are you ready for picture day? That sort of brought me to my senses. I rushed to put together an outfit. Now it's 7.30, yay. I looked in the mirror. I'm just gonna say you would not want to see me on a Monday morning. Freddie, hang out at the laundry. What? When have I ever done laundry in the morning? I guess I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. 7.45, don't forget your poetry notebook. Oh no, I didn't finish my poem, or did I? It's 7.50, get in the car, there's gonna be traffic. Really, I'm gonna 
semester. Why? <laughs> At last, 8.25, I open up my backpack to get my stuff out. I forgot my poster that I had time to make for three weeks. Wait, wait. And my homework? I did tell you I was going to forget something, I guess. I hope I never do this again. But I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. Yeah, so we had quite the range of, of ages. It's an all-ages event, so it's really exciting when the kids come out. I think she was said she was about 12 years old, um, as were these girls from Spark uh, down in the peninsula who did this team um, poem, and they, they, they always impress us, all these kids. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. There are things we try to do over and over again. Every day you try to succeed. But people say it's just a waste of time. Question. Does that mean we are insane to not fear failure? Does that mean we are insane to never give up? Does that mean we are insane to put out our best work? Does that mean we are insane to pursue our dreams? The only insane thing about this situation are the people who say you can't. You can't follow your dreams. You can't try your hardest. You can't put out your best work. You, you can't embrace failure. The definition of you can't is when people underestimate your possibilities. Underestimate what you can do. Underestimate your strength. Underestimate your ability. Underestimate your intelligence. Underestimate your absolutely amazing abilities to do great things. The definition of great things is you. You are the person that will change the world. You are the masterpiece in the art museum. You are the match in the world as your matchbox. You are the ferocious fire burning down the forest of hatred. Remember, we all have times when things start to slip. Slip and go down an avalanche making agony at the bottom of your mind. Things you try to forget. The regrets and bad moments of your life you wish never happened. Two weights clenching onto both of your ankles, never letting go. Both treacherous tugging weights are affected strongly by two things. The regret of the past and the fear of the future. So, when you are surrounded by a notion of dissatisfaction in your life, sitting sadly in sorrow on the defective, daunting dock waiting for tomorrow, all those lies and hurtful words, all those bad things stuck in your head, remember, you are not insane because insanity is just the regret well, I hope that you were uplifted and inspired by those. Those are four young ladies on the microphone there uh, laying it out for us. You know, when you're having those bad days, you're on the sitting on the docks of despair um, to keep going and don't believe all those naysayers. Um, so I'm so glad that you're listening today. I hope you're enjoying some of this review and I appreciate you bearing with me with, you know, some of those earlier uh, little technical glitches here, but I think that I should definitely play um, the, the poem and the performance of our maestro maestress, um, E.K. Oh, Keith. She's an educator. She's a librarian. She is the force behind Poems Under the Dome. Thank you, E.K. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. All right, so. I'm writing 30 poems in 30 days, and here's a poem from April. The internet is not enough. 
So maybe someday I'll have a ham radio, even though I'm vegan. Maybe I can find new friends right around the world. I'll tune in to New Zealand or the Philippines, to London or Pensacola. We'll talk and talk and talk some more. Maybe we'll figure out how to get along. Maybe we'll open our ears to new songs, new ideas. Maybe we'll open our hearts wide stretched like wings that glide. Maybe we'll open our minds. So many good messages coming through the poetic uh, voices of the people who attended City Hall uh, Poems Under the Dome last week. And of course, you can be there too next time. And we know that you're out there doing amazing things, even if you think that they're very small. Um, I hope that you enjoy and, and, and find joy in the small things that you're able to do and, uh, and share. Um, because just as we uh, derive joy out of others, interesting little things, don't forget to, you know, give yourself some credit. <laughs> I think we overlook that sometimes. So I'm really happy uh, to be here at Mutiny Radio this fine, beautiful April afternoon. It has been a rather fruitful season. So um, I'm going to play some music from our friend's brother Spellbinder, which is headed by Alzara Getz. And I hope you and I know you will enjoy
I hope you're enjoying those mystical, magical tunes of the of our friends, Brother Spellbinder. Um, actually, they played last night at the Hotel Utah. Didn't make it out. You know, there's a lot going on. But you should definitely check them out live sometime. Um, Brother Spellbinder. They are spellbinding. I always feel like they're, like, taking me on some sort of... Uh, you know, like trippy boat ride or something, you know, like into some mystical land of Nod or something. I'm not, I don't know, but they have, they have a quality that I really appreciate. And I want to thank them for being in our community and, and doing such amazing, making such amazing music and sharing it with us. So thanks for letting me share that with everybody, Alzara and co. So, um, I'm Global Val. Thanks for tuning in to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm this fine afternoon. And I've been doing kind of a little bit of a review because it's been a busy season for me. And Poems of the Dome was a big event on the 18th. And then on Saturday the 20th, we had Earth Day San Francisco, which I also um, helped to organize and emcee. So I wanted to play a little bit of things that happened at Earth Day. Uh, Next year will be the 50th anniversary of Earth Day itself. So uh, this one was a great celebration this year. um, We had it on Valencia Street between 19th and 20th. And we're hoping to do it again there next year um, and make it even bigger as a 50th anniversary celebration. But as we know, there are a lot of things to be done between now and then, and it's not just about one day. But the one day of Earth Day does give, give us an opportunity to you know, engage with community and try to activate some of the things that we learn about how we can live a, a, a healthier, make the our lifestyles healthier and live on a healthier planet. And even going up to those big, uh, you know, meta decisions um, of things that decisions that are made at a very high level that affect everyone. And so definitely in the news this year is the Green New Deal. Um, So I wanted to uh, share a little bit about what that is. And here is a little bit of information that came from the stage of Earth Day. You know, there's sometimes there's a con- some confusion, right? What exactly is the Green New Deal? Is it a law? Is it an idea? What does it say? And as Yosemite Mountain Bear would say, what does it mean? Um, so Gloria Archuleta is a legal advisor for the San Francisco Bernie Kratz. And Johnny Weiss is our, Johnny Radio, is our social media um, person for Earth Day San Francisco. And so they're here to share with you the Green New Deal Made Easy. Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming today. Um, in a nutshell, just putting the Green Deal in simplistic terms, it's a resolution. It is before Congress, or we want to get it before Congress, so please call Nancy Pelosi and tell her to support it. Basically, if you want to look at it, as right now our economy is fossil fuel-based. The Green New Deal would shift our economy to being uh, alternative energy-based. It would have a, a climate change and environmental justice, it affects people of color, disadvantaged communities, low-income people. So the Green New Deal 
serves two purposes. Not only does it combat climate change, but it also combats inequality and helps fight social um, justice reform in the environment. We also would have, it also would create new jobs. Think about that. Think about the infrastructure, all of the lead pipes. Green New Deal would replace the infrastructure with new infrastructure allowing clean water for communities like Flint, clean water for um, Indian reservations, for disadvantaged communities that right now are struggling and as the same time creating new jobs. Also, the Green New Deal would get permission from indigenous communities before you could have a pipeline going through. Those people would have to approve those kind of initiatives going through their property. So the Green New Deal is its just more than um, climate change. It represents a real opportunity to shift our nation, create good, good jobs, and help disadvantaged communities and people of color I'm giving them access to clean air and water, so it really is good for all of us. And when people say they can't afford it, or we can't afford it, it's the fossil fuel companies telling you that. We can't afford not to do it. So I urge you all to support the new Green Deal. Thank you. Thank you, Gloria. Everybody, please give it up for Gloria Archuleta. Thank you, Gloria. Okay, Pamela Parker's fantastic machine is minutes away. Everybody, please come up to the stage. We need to have a little intimate conversation. Everybody, please come forward, come get closer. We're gonna do a little exercise here. This is the Green New Deal crib note. All right, so the Green New Deal um, going forward. Well, you know, the Green New Deal is, as she said, it's this kind of resolution that that can be proposed in the Senate and Congress um, to to kind of set up a new framework for our economy, essentially, and working towards um, our collective interest of having a, a green economy, clean energy. I mean, remember the the fossil fuel industry gets uh, subsidies from from the U.S. government, so um, they are strictly profit driven. And uh, we can certainly make these shifts. And, and the Green New Deal is, is an idea that's been kind of battered around for a while, but it's really been taken up. The mantle has been taken up by this growing movement called the Sunrise Movement. And um, it's pr a primarily youth led youth organized group that formed in 2017 and then what they did is they they actually studied modern social movements for about a year and a half and then they put together their own movement to try to mobilize people especially young people across this country to um host you know hold sit-ins um, educate the public have, through town halls and they're going to have a town hall coming up here at the women's building on the 20 mm, uh, I'm going to let them tell you themselves because I have a video here um, from Earth Day so we were able to have some people from the Sunrise Movement come out and it was a great opportunity to have them not only on our main stage but also um, to kind of take them off site and um, I was able to do a little bit more of an interview with them a couple of the representatives in the Bay Area chapter. So I'm going to let them kind of speak for themselves. And um, Earth Day is all about education. And well, that's that's what we're here about at Mutiny Radio too. You know, we're, we're a community station and we want to just be able to let people's voices be heard. And um, that's, that's the goal. So this uh, video is warming up. So let me get that going. 
All right. Things are working here at Mutiny Radio. Working it out, you know. I'm a one-woman show here. Um, it, I, I sometimes kind of laugh because, uh, you know, this is definitely like a grassroots, roll-your-own kind of radio station. And sometimes I'll, you know, listen to a, a you know, a podcast or or uh, or a radio program, and then at the end they always give all this credit. You know, there's like, and they mention like twelve different people, and then I realize, oh, I do it alone, so I don't care if I make mistakes, <laughs> and it's okay because I only have two hands. Um, so I want to thank you for appreciating. If you're listening, you must appreciate that because you know it's fun that way um that way we you know we we gotta not take ourselves too seriously especially with all the serious stuff in the world so uh here is the interview i conducted with a couple of the representatives of the local bay area chapter of the sunrise movement and they're also going to tell us why it's called the sunrise movement and some of the ways that people can get involved Earth Day San Francisco 2019 and I'm really I'm, I'm privileged to be here with some of their young activists here from the Sunrise Movement um, and they were amazing on our main stage and please introduce yourselves and tell us how do we get the name Sunrise Movement and what is the Sunrise Movement trying to do? So my name is Jackie and I'm an organizer with Sunrise Movement Bay Area. Yeah, and I'm Alex, uh, also organized with Sunrise Bay Area. And the reason why the movement is called Sunrise is because we as a movement know that this dark era when fossil fuel CEOs and corporate interests have control of our government, that this dark era is going to end. The sun will rise again and that's why we're the movement that's like kind of uh, making the sun rise again. And as for what we do, the Sunrise Movement is a youth-led movement working to stop climate change and create millions of jobs in the process. We're basically organizing to make the Green New Deal a political reality by building people power and political power. And talk about some of the, um, we were talking about the Green New Deal, you know, it's this kind of initiative, this idea about building a, a new green economy, essentially, um, in so many very different aspects of society, moving towards a healthier planet. So um, can you talk about some of the some of the actions that you've been a part of um, that I think some people may already know about, but um, what kind of actions have you two personally been a part of uh, to move this forward? Yeah, so um, I personally, my first action was actually a, um, like it was our first action. It was action. our first action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was the, um, we had a rally outside of Nancy Pelosi's office in December, the day after uh, members from like different hubs that are closer to the East Coast also had a sit-in at Nancy Pelosi's DC office. So okay. we, we came to the local, came to the local office, yep. yeah, um, avoid flying, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we had a rally outside of our office, met with some of her staffers, um, and so that was the first action. Um, a couple others that I've been a part of, um, we uh, had a presence at Kamala Harris's uh, campaign launch rally because we basically wanted to see where she stood on the Green New Deal. Um, we weren't able to get up to ask her a question about it, but we were able to talk to a lot of people who were excited to be there and had never heard of Sunrise or the Green New Deal, and so we definitely got um, a lot of folks talking about it. And she actually uh, co-sponsored the next day. But yeah, right after we were at that rally, and kind of some of the other actions that are kind of less uh, uh, 
of Flashy that I've been a part of maybe is uh, organizing uh, calling campaigns into like elected officials to make sure that they hear people's voices that the Green New Deal is something that we really uh, value as their constituents and it's a necessary thing for our country. So um, this is you know kind of primarily like a youth um, it's a youth movement, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is so wonderful. You know, I think a lot of people say, oh, thank goodness the kids are finally doing something, oh. which I kind of think is unfair. You know, mm -hmm. I've always thought that was unfair. Even as a young person, I'm like, well, good thing you're coming up next year. <laughs> like, okay, like, we're all doing good things, right? So, but how are you getting um, your peers, your friends involved? And then if somebody's watching this and they're getting inspired by this, how should they connect with a local Sunrise Movement group? And, um, yeah, what's your yeah, what's your social uh, engagement there, and how can people get involved? Yeah, um, I think one big way that we get our communities involved is we talk to them about climate change, what it means for our communities, and then what our plan is, um, and and just kind of make sure that everyone knows that there's stuff that they can be doing. And if someone wants to look into Sunrise Movement, get more information, or get involved, um, they can check out sunrisemovement.org for like the national email list and if they want to get involved with the local Bay Area hub um, we have a Facebook page at Sunrise Movement Bay Area and you can go there and find all of our general meetings, uh, trainings, town halls. We actually have um, right now Sunrise across the country, hubs across the country are putting on uh, town halls um, to basically talk about the Green New Deal, answer questions for the community, hear what people want out of it, etc. Have a couple of town halls in the Bay Area coming up, and yeah, there are over 400 in, across the entire yeah, country. Yeah. yeah, and then um, I think the San Francisco one is on May 23rd in the Women's Building. May 23rd in the Women's Building. Come out to the town hall uh, for that. So um, before we wrap up, if, if you were talking directly to um, one of our elected representatives right now, what would you tell them? Um, I would say, you know, I have been scared and worried about climate change for as long as I can remember and I'm really looking to you all to do what it takes to really fight for the climate action that we need right now because scientists are telling us that we've got 11 years to turn this thing around before these changes are locked in and are no longer reversible and like telling us to wait until you know like we're so inspiring like go run for office by the time we're old enough to run for senate we can't do anything about it anymore like you so we need you to act. Senator Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi, thank you for co-sponsoring Senator Harris and all other representatives. We need you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, the only thing I would add to that is that a lot of this is kind of dealing with the two crises that we have in our moment right now. Because we, as much as climate change is an impressive challenge and a huge challenge, we also are dealing with the crisis of economic inequality and racial injustice and economic injustice. And so as much as this is something that we need to do because climate change is real and, and bad, it's also an amazing opportunity to come together and coalesce and solve a lot of these broader issues that we've been dealing with over the last hundreds of years in our country over race and economic injustice. Yeah. So. It's going to take a lot of work to fix this problem, and that's a huge opportunity for workers and people and communities. Yeah. Well, I love that <clears throat> tying that all together, you know, that, that, that we are working towards our common environment, but we need to do it within our communities and make sure that uh, people who are, are uh, continually getting uh, the short end of the stick when it comes to policies and decisions that are made at a very high level to say where does the where does the dump site go where do these um, where do these resources get get allocated to 
So, um, and then also creating the opportunities and the jobs and these green jobs and, and, and it's so such a positive, you know, kind of snowball effect that we could have. So thank you for helping to make the sunrise and, and we're gonna see more dawns going out. So thank you so much for being here, Jackie and Alex. Yeah, thanks for having birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy Earth Day. We're on Earth every day. Did you know that? Um, I know sometimes <laughs> we don't know where we are. We call it Earth. It is a word. It is a planet. It is our planet. Um, and I don't know about you, but I'm not going to space anytime soon. So we better get together and uh, do some work here and support these young people who are pushing for real change, um, you know, large scale change in our country, support them, go to their town halls, but also, you know, don't let them get pushed around. If you go to the sunrise movement.org, you'll see, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're doing sit-ins in, in Washington, D.C. That's where Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, visited their sit-in outside of Nancy Pelosi's office. And then that really helped to um, elevate the Green New Deal to be actually in the you know, in the public conversation and something that we can move towards. Um, our, our friend Shahid Buttar, who's running against Nancy Pelosi in 2020, um, you know, he definitely supports working towards some uh, a type of, of Green New Deal, whereas Nancy Pelosi, who is the most powerful um, Democrat in Congress and also, you know, you know, representing District 12 here in San Francisco and has done, you know, a lot of amazing work over her 32-year career is still, you know, failing to take up this mantle and is, uh, you know, staying centrist on this issue. Um, and, you know, F Diane Feinstein is like telling these kids like, oh, you're telling me it's my way or the highway. <laughs> That's not how it works. Um, you know, you see <laughs> Diane Feinstein like talking down to these kids, you know, um, it's really, it's really a shame. Uh, so there are new voices out there. Um, we are moving forward. And so, um, you know, I, I encourage you to engage. So thank you to the Sunrise Movement. We're going to keep, keep them, uh, keep them on, on our, you know, on a forefront of our minds and, and hearts and lips. And, uh, you know, do your part too. give, give a call, you know, call your senators, give them what, give them the what for. Um, <laughs> I know sometimes I sound like I'm a really old person. Um, I'm not. So I, I just, it was raised around a lot of older people. So I, I have all these old sayings, give them the, give them the what for, you know, like who says that anymore? Nobody. Um, okay. <laughs> Wrapping up. On Women's Magazine today um, at Mutiny Radio, a couple of events I wanted to let you know about. Um, tomorrow, Saturday, is Independent Bookstore Day. So all anywhere you may be, go visit your in an independent bookstore and um, you know pick up a book, say hi. And um, I know that there's going to be an event um, over here on 24th Street at Alley Cat Books. Uh, and that's tomorrow. Uh, I know there's a readings at seven o'clock in the evening, but I think there might be a couple things earlier in the afternoon as well. Um, but I wanted to say thank you to all of our independent bookstores here in San Francisco. Um, we have Alley Cat Books in the Mission on 24th Street. We also have Adobe Books, which are super supportive of the community and the host events there all the time. Um, let's see. 
Uh, yeah, help me out here. Oh, dog-eared books. Dog-eared books on Valencia. And there's also dog-eared books in the Castro. Oh, okay. And Borderlands is also... City Lights. And City Lights, of course. Um, and Green Apple. Yeah. I think Green... Sorry. I think Green Apple has to be my favorite store. I mean, they have two now. They have one... Now they have one in, uh, on Ninth Avenue in the Sunset. But the one on Clement is like... I, I, I could just like live there. Like I want to find the trap door so that I can hide in there at night and like live in the bookstore. Um, anyhow, uh, so it's, it's really important, um, you know, to actually hold those things in your hand and uh, support these, these small businesses and support the, the spread of ideas, uh, whatever they may be. So uh, Saturday is, is independent bookstore day. Um, what else? Um, if you're looking for some, if you're in the East Bay and you're looking for something to do this evening, uh, at the Women's Vitality Center, which I'd never heard of before, that's at 2041 Bancroft Way in Berkeley, Suite 303, uh, they're having a Women's Healthy Happy Hour from 5 to 7 today. So it's more focused on, you know, having community and self-care support and, um, yeah, so they're going to have like healthy snacks and self-care options like yoga and facial masks and goodies and uh, some downtime and all this stuff. So um, yeah, kind of a cool idea. The Women's Healthy Happy Hour today, Friday in Berkeley, 5 to 7, 2041 Bancroft Way at a place called the Women's Vitality Center. Who doesn't want to be vital? And then on Sunday, um, speaking of independent bookstores and um, well, artists in general, uh, the Beat Museum right here in North Beach is hosting women's na the Women's National Book Association, uh, a moderated uh, poetry reading with uh, moderated by Brenda Knight, who's the editor of Women of the Beat Generation. Um, and it's going to be featuring readings from Claire Scott, Diane Frank, Cheryl J. Bisbout, Kate Farrell, Dr. Jean Powell and Beatrice Bout Bowles. So go check out some cool uh, women writers at the Beat Museum. That's on Broadway and Columbus, right there in the heart of North Beach, Sunday afternoon at three o'clock. All right, I'm going to let you go, uh, but stay tuned because the Common Thread Collective is coming up next. And uh, peace. Thank you. <laughs>